Big Little Bestie, welcome back to After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings. Today's episode, woo, I am fired up about. We're talking about feelings. All this feelings talk and how some corners of the internet think that feelings talk means we're creating soft kids and weak kids and it's confusing. So we get it. We're devoting this entire episode on exactly why we are labeling feelings. Spoiler alert, it makes your kids stronger. And then exactly how you should be implementing this feeling stuff because the internet's kind of right. If you do it in a soft way, you're going to create soft kids who can't handle much. If we do the feelings thing in the right way, though, that is how we're going to raise emotionally healthy, resilient kids. We're going to walk you through it, take all the guesswork out of it. On real quick, Bestie, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please, please do us a favor and hit the follow button wherever you enjoy your podcasts. It's such a simple, simple thing, but it helps us so much on the back end more than you would ever know. And the more follows we have, the better guests we can get on the pod and the better show for you. So thank you so much, Bestie. Let's go. Besties, you know that after bedtime, this is a podcast where we navigate the wild world of parenting after our little ones have gone to sleep. But we can't forget our other little babies, our furry little troublemakers, our dogs. I have a little pug. His name is Moki and we call him Momo and he really is my number one baby. He was my first child. And at the same time, as much as we love our pets, we know they can get into um, some trouble sometimes. Let me tell you about a time that my sweet, sweet baby Moki got into a bit of trouble. My one-year-old was just learning how to do solids. He's practicing. I gave him a huge lamb bone. And the baby, being a baby accidentally dropped it on the floor and within seconds I kid you not I looked over before I could grab it Moki inhaled the lamb bone all six inches in a pug down his throat it was horrifying we rushed him to an emergency vet and thankfully thankfully it was a three-day journey he is okay but trust me the vet bills they were no joke Speaking of which, we wanted to share a message from our partner Spot Pet Insurance because Spot Pet Insurance plans can offer up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, which sounds like a game changer and something I wish I had on the Moki Lambone fiasco. Honestly, like it was bad on top of bad when I got the bill. But now imagine getting up to 90% cash back on that bill. And the Spot Pet Insurance Plan offers not only coverage for accidents and illness plans, but an optional preventative care benefit as well to help with costs for routine wellness, vaccines, and more. And if you catch yourself thinking like, mm, is it expensive? Let me tell you, it is probably less expensive than the unexpected $1,800 vet bill that I got served. Go to spotpetinsurance.com today and get a free quote instantly. It's very easy. Disclaimer, paid ad for Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply for all terms. Visit spotpetinscom slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. 
Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, you made the list. I made the list. I got the invite back. How are you guys doing? Uh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> how dare you ask me how I'm like, doing? I'm really so not guard. ready for that question. That was a weird how response. How am I? <laughs> it's like the Elmo meme. I was just thinking that. How Elmo wants to know how I do. Not good, bitch. <laughs> Wow, sorry guys. Uh maybe we should ask how you are. I was really that was like took me back. Like I do I need like a surprise. whole yeah. Dina, how are you? Dina, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Okay, you had a rehearsed answer. <laughs> Based on how badly Wait, do you my really want to know how I'm doing? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. No, definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm a little tired, but okay. I'm actually had a pretty good day. That's yeah. Good. I had fun with my kids in the afternoon. Oh, it was really awesome. refreshing. Nice. That's awesome. Lovely. Yeah. How are you? You know what? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm uh what's what's a good word uh tranquil okay. but chaotic. Are you using your feelings wheel? You right know now? what I am actually. Yeah. Wow. I'm using words for my feelings wheel. Yeah, proud of you. Besties, I don't know if any of you guys have feelings wheels. They're <laughs> phenomenal. I got introduced to them a few months ago and it has like all these emotions. Like you got your big ones, angry, sad, joyful, all of those, but then it digs deeper. Mm-hmm into very specific emotions, which is phenomenal. Like, mm. open up your feelings vocab. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Open it up. Well, I guess that's what this podcast is about. But, like, why wasn't I told about the deeper feelings that are connected to those bigger feelings until the age of 36 is what I want to know. Uh, you can thank your parents for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, but in general, did anybody in our generation get that? I, mean, I think uh, not even a lot of people get it right now. I think the idea of expanding vocabulary around feelings is really new outside of therapy circles. And I think it's something that like a lot of parents should work on. And I hope parents are out there. I hope you are like expanding your and your kids vocabulary around feelings. So you're not just saying angry. You're not just saying sad. You're not just saying happy. What's the real feeling underneath those? Can you give us some examples? Because you're like knee deep in the feelings wheel. Like, let me uh, let me pull, pull it out. Let me pull, pull out the old feelings wheel. Let's get I into it. I literally thought he was going to pull a wheel out of his pocket, like a little <laughs> sheet, uh, like a circle paper. That would be awesome. <laughs> we need I that. Let me pull his phone out. Yeah, laminated feelings wheel. It's 2024. He pulled yeah, a phone time. out. It's time. <laughs> called a called a phone. It's called a phone. <laughs> All right, so okay. let's go with mad. So instead of mad, mm-hmm. are you feeling irritated? Are you feeling (laughs) frustrated, exasperated, maybe detached? No. Yeah. If you're feeling sad, are you feeling Mm. miserable? Are you feeling remorseful, isolated, disappointed? Mm -mm. If you're feeling peaceful, are you feeling safe, admired, cherished, Mm. inspired? Mm. If you're feeling joyful, are you feeling appreciative, amused, chipper? Are you Mm -hmm. feeling optimistic? If you're scared, are you feeling disheartment, discouraged, perplexed, exposed, inadequate? These are all like emotions that you wouldn't think to name in everyday life. So like expanding your vocabulary on that 
not only are you like able to connect to your yourself better, but then you can better express yourself to others. Like, like instead of mad, are you just feeling exasperated? Are you just feeling irritated? Like there's more to it. And by expanding your and your kids vocabulary around these feelings, you're just going to be so much more in touch with yourself, better able to communicate with others. Like I'm stoked to be on the feelings wheel bandwagon at this point. I'm stoked that you're on the feelings bandwagon. I mean, I feel like you're touching on and we'll get to teaching your kids about feelings, but I just want to emphasize what you're saying, which is like your own emotional education. If you will, the whole feelings wheel thing, like throw it away even for your kids. Like don't even teach your toddler, like teach yourself first. Cause I don't think even until last year, I knew about feelings wheels and all the deeper feelings. So many of us did not get this exposure. Like, you've got to be exposed to even be able to start to internalize it. Not even the exposure too, just the openness to feelings Mm -hmm. in general. Like my childhood was not open to a lot of heavier emotions. So being able to not even just feel that surface level, but then to go beyond that is like, wow, this is like a new understanding of myself and what my priorities are and what my core values are and like how I'm trying to get there. So truly for yourself, it's like put your own mask on first so you can dive deeper and then share that with the people in your lives. I swear this this intro, this little catch up was not supposed to be about feelings, which is what the whole <laughs> the whole episode is about. This is just what you're really needing right now. Yeah, it's honestly you're very just into, I've it. you're very into the feelings right now, like in a great way. You're like really exploring and learning and growing. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of like learning recently and diving mm-hmm. a lot deeper into a lot of these methodologies around how to better understand yourself and your history and kind of why you are the way you are. And it's been really insightful. That's beautiful. Um, Is there anything we want to talk about that's not about feelings before we start to actually talk about feelings? Like something going on in our week? I do want to talk about Southern Charm. What a season (laughs) that has been. I have something else after. You You have something Bravo related? Mine's so small. I just just wanted to surprise you guys. I forgot. I was like, there's something I want to tell them. I can't wait. I'm catching up on VPR. I just wanted to let you know. Wow. Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Wow. Yeah. I knew I you'd be proud that. of me. That's I'm wild. jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous. Where are you at? Uh, season nine. So oh, the juicy. How did juicy you get part. to season nine? Did you I skip- skipped all the rest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like st- back in the day i watched the first few seasons okay. then i took Skip a break because i became a mom and i was like nah. becoming a therapist and all these things it's too busy you so i'm right back all. in season nine so start at season yeah. nine okay yeah. I'm they've been in just my heart up. for years so i'm just catching up on their stories now that's great i'm really happy for you and i'm i'm also jealous that you get to like live it get for the to first do time it. what were you gonna say southern yeah. charm sorry it's been no you're good it's been a wild season of southern charm okay. like besties if you are a fan like i am it's like one of my favorite shows aside from boat show as i call it <laughs> below deck that's my favorite but New i Captain love coming, huh? God, you no okay. i don't know how to feel shows. about that anyways southern charm wild season yeah. like roles are changing people are losing their minds and i just want to say shout out to craig conover Ooh, MVP. Wow, MVP. MVP of Bravo? From season one of Ooh. Southern Charm to where he is now, I just love seeing his emotional growth and just seeing like him be a strong, independent person. Yeah. Wow. He wow. must have a feelings wheel. He must, because like phenomenal. <laughs> he probably does, He right? seems so stable and self-reliant, and he's just like rises above everything. I love it. Do Thank you, you Craig. Do you think it's because of Paige? No, I honestly don't. I think maybe partially he was talking about like, oh, Paige, thanks. See? But I think he's been doing a lot of work on his own and that's what matters. Uh-huh. And like everybody else is just an absolute mess. Absolute <laughs> that's mess. That's the fun of it though. That yeah. is the fun of it. But it's like, come on guys. Yeah. Come on. I feel like, but though, is this real? 
is Craig going to be gone in three years? Like the Craig as we know him. And then is somebody else going to be stable? Like is Shep going to be stable next season? You know, is that chance. possible? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> zero no. chance. Well, uh, did we zero think chance. that Craig was going to be stable though? No, we didn't. You know what I mean? So we I feel not. like, like the storyline could go any way. Big chaotic energy. Yeah. Big chaotic energy. What, what when sign it was Craig again? <laughs> I can't remember. I was Shit. thinking of that too though. Look it up. Look it up real Look quick. This is important. This is important stuff. Like I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but it's been a season of, of disappointment, <laughs> but like in a good way, in a good way, like enjoyable to watch, but just like, man, come on, you guys. You can have lots of feelings at once. You can. I do. <laughs> I do. I just pull out my wheel while I'm watching Bravo. <laughs> Surprised. Disappointed. I am exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Craig is an Aquarius, obviously. That makes sense. Obviously I don't throwing know if us for a loop. That feels right. That feels right, yeah. Classic Aquarius. Classic. Okay, should we should we go back to the feelings talk? Because I feel Lead I us feel in. Lead us in. more jazzed about hearing about your feelings journey and also like why we're doing this in general. Yeah. You know? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, we're big believers that small, easy changes can have big results, and that goes for your skincare routine too. These days, it's so confusing to know what product works for this and that and which work together in what order, so I'm just gonna make it easy for you. The work system from Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, it's high-end skincare that's affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, by the way, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products daily with confidence. I do not have time to remember a 10-step routine. The work system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, with spring and summer around the corner, I love anything with sunscreen. Their Tinted Glow Wonder Screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades, and it's amazing. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. DimeBeautyCO.com. It's about time you've checked out Dime. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, friends, let's dive into feelings because this is a very hot topic on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a way to do feelings and there's a way to not do feelings, frankly. That's true. Let's talk about what it is when you talk about feelings and what it's not. 
Okay, I think there's this misconception out there that with feelings talk, it's just fluffy and all we're doing is talking about how they're feeling sad and mad and we're doing it in this really angelic voice the whole time and we're so calm. So that's not real life because like we're not going to talk like robots all day but also on the flip side there's also a misconception that the whole feelings thing Mm -hmm. is tied into permissive parenting gentle parenting and just to be like very clear if you are doing the whole feelings thing and we in this room are because we want to raise like resilient, emotionally healthy kids. If you're doing the whole feelings thing and the whole feelings thing feels really permissive, it feels really gentle to you, it feels like your kid is walking all over you, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're doing Straight it wrong. It's happening. You, you're, you are being walked all that over. That part of the internet, may there may be a grain of truth that of like, if they think the argument is, if you do this feeling stuff, you're going to raise like a soft kid. You're going to raise a kid who's like, can't really handle real life. And that might be true. Like if there's a kid and you're raising in a really permissive way. And when you say permissive, by the way, it's like your kid's feeling upset and angry and sad because they want X, Y, Z. And so you're like, I hear you. Yes. Yes. You're saying you want this. So here you go. Here you go, honey. It's like, it's like what this parenting is and what this parenting is not. So the what this parenting is not is what I think there's a big misconception out there, which the is like, okay, honey, no, that's okay to feel mad. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay, honey. No, 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 that's okay. Okay, have have what? And if it sounds like that, then that right. then you're doing it wrong. Or they're you hitting are. they're hitting the <laughs> like baby, and you're just yeah. like you're okay, feeling sweetie. mad. It's it's okay to feel mad. Right. It's not okay to hit, and you're just standing there asking them not to hit ten times. Yeah, you know, while they're hitting. Yeah, they're mo- like, that's so, not it. That's not it. So we're gonna right after this get into exactly how you can label feelings, do the whole quote unquote feelings thing, and do it in a way where you're raising a strong kid. That's why we're doing it. But first, I really want to touch on. Why? Like, why in the first place is the whole feelings thing important? Yes. Because I feel like that gets lost in the conversation. Yeah. Why is this important? And it is. It is crucial. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm coming in as a mom. I'm coming in as a therapist. Teaching your kids about feelings is literally crucial for the rest of their life. Because what they need to be able to do is look inside understand what they're feeling and make sense of it because that's step one to being able to deal with it. Mm. When you talk about raising a resilient, strong kid, they can recognize what they're feeling and they know how to handle it. We want to raise problem solvers. And so they have to be able to say, oh, I'm feeling mad. And when I feel mad, what can I do? Right? Mm. So this is like, non-negotiable they have to know about feelings otherwise what happens when we don't learn about feelings you end up just trying to shove them down pretend they don't exist we push them away you explode you become anxious because the feelings are there you just don't know how to contain them and we become super anxious or depressed because we push them all down right so that later puts us at risk and puts our kids at risk of substance use because we're distracting ourselves from feelings. Mm. 
of anxiety, depression, trouble in relationships. You have to be able to not only understand your feelings, understand how to express them in a safe and healthy way, but also to be able to recognize what someone else is feeling and work together to have a stable, healthy relationship. Mm. 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 Well, I mean, that's the podcast, everyone. Let's uh, wrap it up and call it a day. That's that's it. No, that deeply resonates. I mean, I don't think anyone sitting in this room was taught what feelings are or how to handle them or... Express them. Yeah. Yeah, I I was not. Not at all. Hands down. And so... I'll speak for myself, that 37 years, I mean, I'm 37 years in and still trying to stop in that moment when I feel an overwhelming feeling and being like, not completely taken down by it or putting a self-destructive habit in Mm -hmm. there like I did for decades. It is so hard and it is not counterintuitive to feel a feeling mad, sad, excited, whatever it is, and to just have that be something that's normal for me, right? And that's what I want for my kids is like, they feel mad and it's like, oh, that's normal. It's cool to feel mad. Now what should I do? And for me, it's like so overwhelming if I were to feel mad or sad or any of those quote unquote negative emotions because as kids, it was like, stop, don't be that. Don't be too much. Like, be good. Be a good girl. Go along with it. Stop. God, right? And you're just not, you're not taught any of this stuff. No. Yeah, I think for me, like, I've been doing a lot of education recently about, like, feelings and, like, how it relates to who you are as a person and, like, all these, like, things with, like, your childhood and stuff like that. But I think the the big thing about feelings is that it creates your sense of personal agency, which I didn't realize. And I'm, like, learning that as an adult is, like, if you're able to, like, have an understanding of your feelings it really translates to the opposite of what Dina is saying. Like, you know, all the depression and shame, like those are big, big feelings. Shame is something that can stick around for your whole life if you don't address it. So by having that personal agency over your emotions and okaying them and saying like, I'm feeling this, it's okay. You kind of do away with that shame you might place on yourself or allow others to place on you. So especially if we can put that in our kids, it it really develops that sense of self-worth and self-agency to where they are in control of their mental clarity, their bodily autonomy. Like all of this stems from your education around feelings. And so when you were a kid, did you feel, was it, because when you said that it resonated, was it like, oh, I'm too much? Right. And so then you feel the shame or where does the shame piece come in? Yeah. It's like around being too much or expressing it too, like even too joyfully, too sadly, too angrily, like all these things as far as like too much, suppress them, bring them down a notch. Mm. You know, it's not right. Don't do this around other people, that kind of a thing to where you're like, oh, anger isn't okay. Sadness isn't okay. Happiness is not okay. Like all of these things, like even if I am feeling them, I need to suppress them, make them less, keep them Mm -hmm. internal to which point you're like, I don't really have control over my feelings. I don't have control over my autonomy. Someone else is dictating this for me. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) And so then later on in life, I mean, I think that's why you're in what you're in and why we're in what we're in, which is deep therapy, which is for a while there was what just like explosions out of nowhere and yeah because you're bottling it up for so long that then you just explode or you take it out on the wrong person yeah it's in it's two parts you know there's the first part of it is people pleasing number one like straight off the bat is like i'm not going to impose this on other people i'm going to do what they need instead yeah and i'm just going to bottle it up and then the bottling of course has to come out at some point 
Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to come out in a way you like. It's probably going to be towards people that you care about. So it's exactly. like these things where you have to have that understanding of it and have those conversations with yourself. And some of them might not be pleasant. You have to feel that all feelings are okay, that they're not yeah. bad. They're not scary. And that really starts at home with Mm -hmm. parents being okay with you sharing and having and expressing your feelings in an age appropriate way, by the way, Mm -hmm. a three-year-old screaming, crying, tantruming on the floor. Totally normal. That's normal for their brain development. That's how it looks. And it's not always going to look that way, but in the toddler stage, that is how it's going to look. And I know for me personally, similar to you, when that would happen, I remember my dad just looking so disgusted and being like, what's wrong with you you get something on your mind and you can't let it go and the way i coped with it was trying to a just be perfect not rock the boat not cause trouble do everything be a good little girl to like not cause issues and then later on as you get older i just tried to separate from the feelings like almost override them Mm -hmm. i don't have feelings i don't have needs i'm just gonna do what they expect of me and what everyone wants that's going to make life easier and later became super depressed. You just yeah. push it all down. There's two things to consider in there. Like number one, I know that all of us and I know besties you out there are trying to a big change from the previous generation is seeing your kids as whole people, mm-hmm. not as children that don't have any say in how they're feeling, what they want in life. That's a big thing that our generation is doing is seeing them as whole people that are, you know, have real emotions and like treating them like that. But the second part of that, and this is the hard part, is I think a, a lot of people have carried shame, which is like you pass it on from your previous generation is not accepting the age appropriate experiences, not accepting the age appropriate What's the word? Like the age of the way it manifests. But I think you are onto something in terms of age and the way we process things and the way it's going to come out that's really going to vary and it's so instinctual to be kind of ashamed ourselves as parents when we view our kids melting down at home or in public and being like what's wrong with them what's wrong with me you can't do this and it's like active work to understand this is actually age appropriate for now. Are they harming someone? Is anyone getting hurt? Should I teach them a little bit more healthier regulation? Sure. Is this the time to do it? No. What should I be doing right now? Validating, right? It's like constant work to be doing that day in and day out. I think it's personally the hardest thing for me is validating them as whole people and then allowing them to have those age appropriate feelings. That is the hardest thing for me because I know it was what was really suppressed for me as a kid is the this is not okay that you're doing this. Yeah. Please stop it. Settle down. What you are upset about is not important. You should not be acting this way. And in the same time, since I'm aware of that, it's so painful because I'm like, oh, I am doing the exact same thing as my parents did. And I know how this turns out. So it's good that at least I acknowledge it. But at the same time, I'm like, Oof, room for improvement. I think that's all of us, right? That's, like, that's all of us. This generation so. is. Mike and I just talked about this yesterday. We were like, wait a second. We've kind of like accidentally dipped into trying to convince them out of their feelings mm. sometimes. It was looking as if it was like support at yeah. times, but yeah. we're trying to like, you know, help them manage it and, and control it and fix it and da da da. And I'm okay. like, wait, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. No, no, no. Let your feelings out. That's and that a has really been now. We've like one. settled back into it. Let your feelings out. I think that's even you sent this text the other day. I was planning on posting it. 
even to other adults, you sent me this text and it was after I had said something that I was upset about. And it said, fix or listen. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Do you have chills? Yeah. I (laughs) explain Explain what that means. Okay. Let's even just take this exact example. Do you remember what I was upset about? You were getting really upset about something. I don't remember what it was, but you were texting me. I was driving home and you were upset about something. And it was, it was, I think it was something big, but I don't remember what it was. I don't even think it was. It doesn't even. You were upset. That was the main thing is you were upset about this problem. Yep. And we've kind of talked about this before, how sometimes you just want validation. I have this phrase where I say fix or listen. And it means, do you want any advice or input on how to fix this situation? Or do you just want me to listen? Which is such a game changer, even for adults. Because when our kids are melting down, like what Dina was just saying, even if you're not punishing them or sending them away, we also have a tendency to just like fix it or want to make it stop. Yeah. And maybe that doesn't feel the best to them also, by the way. As an adult, to get a text that says fix or listen was such a game changer because normally I am met, no offense, I am met by with you, especially. I'm a yeah. It's Big like, time okay, fixer. well, what we'll do is we'll just do this and then we'll do move this. the flight you and then we'll this. move it around you and then we'll blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to move everything around. I just want to kind of like, I just kind of want to vent and like have you squeeze my shoulder and just kind of be like, mm, that feels really hard right now. Like I yeah. get it, you know, just and that's validation all, in your emotions. Yeah. And so it's like applying that to our children. What a game changer. You don't need to fix it. You don't need to punish it. And what we're about to get into, what we can do is we can lead towards kind of better behavior in the moment. If there's some behavior tied to it, like hitting or something that we really need to. And we can also teach coping skills, which... If we don't teach that part of it, then we're also not really doing the job all the way to the fullest that we that we all want to in raising these resilient kids. Like step one, accept the feeling in the moment, really mean that. Like we're saying, I'm not here to fix this, I'm not here to judge this. You can let it out. You can let it out, however that means. And then step two is actually actively teaching when I feel mad. I do this. When I feel angry, I do that. Because again, as an adult, I didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't have that at all. No one taught us I this. Didn't have that no. at all. No. It was just settle down. Settle down. Here's why this is so important, okay? Research shows that when our children label their emotions, the amygdala becomes less active, while the executive part of the brain, the right ventrolateral prefrontal cortex becomes more active. That means when emotions are being processed, children are less likely to go into fight and flight mode. This isn't just kids, by the way. This is adults. So if you literally label your own emotions, your brain is less likely to go into fight or flight mode. Now, here's what I'm going to say, though. I will say a lot of the times I think people on our page or in general will say like, well, it's not working. Like I'm labeling the feeling and they're not just instantly shutting down or like instantly stopping. And I just want to say crying is healthy. I think we lose sight of that a lot. Like our goal isn't actually to get the crying to Mm -mm. stop. Our goal is to have this moment be like a healthy moment for our kids. So if we're labeling that emotion, we're letting them cry. This is actually a win. 
This is like the best thing that you can possibly do. Yeah, you're being that safe space for them to let out the feelings. And then guess what? They're not going to go self-isolate when they have big feelings later as adults in relationships. Mm, which I do all the time. All right, a lot of That's us my do. Thing. That's my thing. Exactly. That makes so much sense because when we name a feeling that's happening inside, we actually can sort of contain what feels like that emotional chaos, the turbulence that's happening. When you make sense of it, we feel calmer. Mm, Adults and kids. Yep. All of us. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Okay, we've clearly established that teaching about feelings and giving your kids that emotional competence, honestly, Mm -hmm. to be able to name their feelings, express their feelings, it all helps them in relationships and calming down. That is crucial, but how do you do this in a way that doesn't end up leaving you as the parent as a pushover, frankly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the answer is firm, clear boundaries where we are not shook by their feelings. We are confident and we are not wavering. Mm-hmm. I love boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oof, I love boundaries for myself, for the kids. <laughs> like, I don't know how you get through life without them, especially being a parent. Because I think the part that we want to embrace is that, yes, the real world does have 
real consequences. You can't just do anything to anyone that you want to. You have to learn where the limit is and you have to be okay with those feelings, but learn how to handle them in safe, healthy ways. Exactly. And when you're setting up boundaries for them, you're not limiting them. You're teaching them that they have boundaries. They have boundaries with you. They have boundaries with other people. They can feel whatever they want to feel. That's totally okay. It's completely valid. How they express those emotions is important. Well, if the goal is to raise an emotionally healthy, resilient adult, then yeah. And that makes sense because if there is just the feeling stuff, but there's also just like, it's chaos, it's mayhem. A, your child doesn't really feel safe. Like they want things to feel kind of orderly, kind of like they know what is coming more or less. Like they're going to feel safer that way. And then the whole piece that we're talking about, which is connecting the feeling to then, okay, what is healthy to do? What do I do when I feel angry? That's where that boundary comes in. That's where the like, it's okay to feel angry. It's not okay to hit. I'm going to hold you now. Uh It's okay to play with your toys. It's not okay to throw your toy at the ground. We take care of our toys. I'm putting my toy, I'm putting the toy up here. They're learning what is and is not okay to accompany those feelings. The Mm -hmm. feelings are okay. The actions are not. And what actions are okay because Part of it, step one, feelings. We did that, okay? Step two, boundaries. We just touched on that. Step three, though, is so crucial, and I do feel like it gets lost in the whole conversation, which is teaching coping skills or teaching, like coping skills is such a buzzword, but it's true. If we're not actively teaching when you feel angry, it's okay to do angry chalk, stomp your feet, and really learning, by the way, what is best for our kid because what one kid likes to do or feels better when they're angry is not going to be the same for the other kid some kids might like angry art like mine loves that and she's going to get it out and she does not want to talk about her feelings by the way right so very different kid and another kid might really want to talk about their feelings and go for a walk and have some bilateral stimulation and try to explain to them like when you move your feet it helps your brain feel better there's so many different coping skills that we need to actively teach in addition to those feelings to put them together so that later on in life now we have emotional resiliency that's the secret recipe and can i just say there is nothing soft or gentle about holding a boundary sometime like it's incredibly hard (laughs) you know you're carrying a kid out of the park because it's time to go and they're screaming and they're kicking but you're calmly confidently holding that boundary and walking them to the car will you let them know yeah it's okay to feel upset and it's time to go. Yeah, and go. then next time it might be a bit easier. They right. might just be crying and not the flailing. So it just is one of those things. As you hold more boundaries, the easier it gets. You just gotta, it's gotta hold on for dear well, life. Well, they learn that you mean what you say. Exactly, which is huge. I think it's a real, it's a real middle of the road. And I know people are not gonna love that. We as people and human beings really love extremes. So I feel like the way our parents maybe maybe the way they parented was such an extreme of like what I almost call like tyranny, you know, in a way of like, I am end all be all. You listen to me, you know, be seen, not heard my way or the highway. Don't make a noise and just follow everything I say because you're the child. You respect me. Right. And then I feel, what do you have? Emotional tyranny. Okay. I love that. 
1980s. Uh, I just trademarked the 1980s it. 1980s way of parenting. <laughs> and then I think there's a misconception where we think modern day parenting is this like complete opposite of that of just like okay don't you need to whatever you want johnny like i don't want to upset you so like if you if you like kidding and if that feel and there's like that extreme and that ain't it that Mm -hmm. ain't it either it really is this middle approach where yes like we want our child to see us as that leader do we want them to fear us and obey us no that doesn't lead to the most like emotionally healthy outcome as we, the three of us sitting in this room know, but there's a different way that's kind of in the middle where like we are the leaders. And so our child knows we are going to keep them safe. They know that we are in charge and we also respect what they need. We listen to them. We validate their feelings. And at the end of the day, though, our job is to keep them safe. Our job is to be the head of this household. It's a real middle of the road approach where we can validate feelings, let our child know what is okay and what is not okay and stick to that. I mean, firmly, really stick to that firmly. Yeah, a hundred percent. And once you become super comfortable with the fact that feelings are good, they're important, it almost frees you up to just be super strong and like unwavering with Mm. the feelings. It's like unwavering parenting. Is that what we should call it? Stop calling it gentle parenting. Yes. If it feels gentle, you're doing probably doing it wrong. I don't don't like gentle parenting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the yeah. Yeah. It's It's not not accurate. Yeah, it's not gentle. It's not soft. Well, maybe there is a ver- maybe it's just not what we teach. We don't teach gentle parenting. There might no. be something out there that's a little more sure soft. But like what we're teaching is not. It ain't it. Doesn't feel that way to me. It doesn't feel it's that not, way to it's me. not just gentle. feelings. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler, you're into feelings now, which is great. Big like time. as of a few months ago, just yeah. really hyper fixating on it, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> as I do. What was it like? Because we were little girls, obviously. And I don't know about you, Dina, but for me, it was like, sit still, be a good girl. Don't be too loud. What was the messaging to you as a little boy about feelings and like how that shapes who you are today or the things you're trying to overcome? Surprisingly, I didn't get as much of like the toxic masculinity of like, you're a boy, don't cry, like be a be a big boy, anything Mm -hmm. like that. Men don't cry. Men don't you know, any of that. I didn't have that. I did have the sit still, be quiet, very similar to you guys. So I'm surprised I didn't have that male aspect of it. But I know a lot of guys out there get that. And I've seen it in real life where it's like, be a man, be a man. And they're saying it to like a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, man. Like toughen up. Yeah. Toughen up, be tougher. Why are you crying? Brush it off. All of this. And it's just, it's the exact same, but it's in a different lens of, what you're feeling is not real. It's not valid. You should not be feeling this. If you are feeling this, you are less than. You're weak. You're yeah. weak. You should internalize this as shame, which you will. Mm-hmm. It's not spoken, but it's this thing of if you are feeling this and you shouldn't be, surprised. that's going to lead to shame. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys face this in a different lens as far as like be a man, be tough. And it's just, it's more of the same, but in a different lens, that's even harder because society expects you to be a man. Society expects you to be hard, to be the one that's stable, to be the one that is resilient. So the women in your life can be less stable, more emotional. You're the one that's not. And I think that's not acceptable for the men in our society. Well, I feel like the way that manifests though, is that then categorically like men will be because they're quote unquote stronger and quote unquote less feelingy, that means they're kind of like colder and more distant and tougher. 
tougher. And, yeah. you know, it's and not, there's not like a layer society of vulnerability there. makes it so the only acceptable feeling, in quotes, mm. is anger. Anger. Exactly. In that case. Yeah. Exactly. And that's usually where it's going to manifest, too. Like, we talked about, you know, me having those explosions of emotions. That's very typical for men, I feel like, regardless of your upbringing. is the stuffing of emotions and the suppressing of emotions, the vulnerability that allows you to connect better to others. And that when you're lacking that it's it's just yeah you're gonna have those outbursts you're gonna be less likely to be able to connect and i know a lot of people say like oh that's me and i'm fine and it's like are you <laughs> are you fine <laughs> are you able to deeply connect with your spouse and your kids as much as you think you are mm. are your kids open with you about their emotions mm. yeah. that's what you're going for i mean for me the vulnerability is for myself but it's for my kids to know that they're safe with me that they can share those emotions with me and know that i will accept those emotions and we can have those talks, though. They feel comfortable. I'm the one that they come to when they're feeling uneasy in life. And by I the want that. way, part of this that I don't think we've even spoken about so far is modeling. Because we can say we're okay with their feelings until we're blue in the face. But if they see us and we have no emotional regulation skills so they see us shoving all of our feelings down but when somebody cuts us off in traffic then we're like god you know and we're slamming the horn and this is the funniest thing that i've ever seen in my entire life was the other day when our daughter like couldn't open something or whatever it was and she instantly was just like Oh, come on. And no joke. (laughs) Three minutes before this in a different room. So it's not like she was just like a toddler mirroring. It's like she's literally picking this up. Three minutes earlier, I watched you try to open something. (laughs) You know, it took one second. You're like, oh, come on. Right. And so it's like we have to show up and say all feelings are okay and have emotional blah, blah, blah. But until we actually do it ourselves and we're emotionally vulnerable with her children and we're not exploding at them because we're yeah. shoving everything down you know it's not gonna it's just gonna keep going 100 it's a constant work i do it too by the way we're aiming for it's like 50 percent of the time yeah like try our best uh yeah emotionally regulate you know for our own kids too <laughs> all right i okay. love this okay. i love this i'm very tired yeah uh, i'm gonna leave your house okay and Please you do. guys are gonna stay here so what are you gonna go do next i hope i hope you're gonna go eat some snacks are you gonna have some dinner <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should have dinner. Are you yeah. ordering in? Um, no. It's going to be leftovers. Yeah. I was like, uh, what mm. are we doing? I don't even love know. Love some leftovers. It's going to be some leftovers. Is this a problem, the green tea that you've been chugging out of the Stanley Cup this entire episode? Probably not. That we didn't know was green tea Yeah, until that a few minutes blew my ago? mind. What? Green tea is very good but for you. But that, it's very that much, it's the, it's the quantity at night. I'm concerned it's about a Stanley Cup of tea. It'll be all right. It'll of be all right. green tea. It's huh. okay. Got to keep my mind fresh. Okay. 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 Well, <laughs> something like that. I don't know what kind of night he's going to have, but I'm not having that kind of a night. I'm going to go eat and go to bed. What about you? I'm going to... I think I'm going to go talk to my husband. I haven't talked to him all day. Wow. Yeah, see what's nice. been going on. What's been cracking. You know, what's cracking? What's cracking? Crackin'? How was your day? What did you do? You know, we just kind of parallel parent. I feel that without talking. So we're going to go chat. Okay. Chat. It's good. I like that. Chat and go night night. All right, besties. Guys, thank you for having me on again. It's been so nice to chat with you guys and chat with all the besties out the there. Besties. I love it. The besties I love, love you. The besties them. really, lo- I know, and you really love I the besties. really love them. You guys are time. doing a great job out there. Oh. Proud of you guys. Besties, you Every are doing day. a great job. Every day. You I'm proud of you guys. Job. Okay, we'll see you next week, besties. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you are struggling with toddler or preschooler tantrums, pushback, discipline, picky eating, just all the confusing things, this podcast, we can only scratch the surface. If you need help, our course, Winning the Toddler Stage, is here to help. It is aptly nicknamed the Toddler Manual because it truly has every single thing you could possibly struggle with under the sun between the ages of one and six within one course. We're not going to do a bunch of workshops. You have to buy the sleep guide and the picky eating guide and the this guide and the that guide. No, everything you could possibly need for ages one through six is all in this one course. We were never meant to do this parenting thing alone. You deserve to have help. We are here for you. You can find that course at biglittlefeelings.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at biglittlefeelings. We give free tips every single day. They might change your life with one free tip. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an Odyssey production, executive produced by Lauren LaGrasso, produced by Daniela Silva, edited by Bob Tabador, and theme music composed by Liz Full. Then studio lighting designed by Shane Sackett and designed by Jackie Shearman. Special thanks to Odyssey Executive Vice President and Head of Podcasts, Jenna Weiss-Berman. And thank you for being here with us. We can't wait till next week.